The fly symbolizes change. Seeing this fly means you're going through a transformation. It is a time of metamorphosis for you. All right. So, okay. Okay. Let's (laughs) take it. We're going to take the win. I'm going to choose to use that one and not the one that's like four down. That's like a dark stranger is about to come and give you some unwanted news. Fuck that. Number seven is like, wash your pussy. Yeah. (laughs) Truly. I'm recording. I'm recording. I'm trying so hard, so hard to get some Christmas shopping done. I've just, it's just not, not it hasn't happened. It's not happening. <laughs> it hasn't happened for me, Case. I started early because we had early Thanksgiving, as we've uh-huh. discussed on the podcast. Um, And I was like, yes, I'll start early. All it's resulted in is... A, spending too much money, probably more money than I should. B, getting like really lopsided, like a huge amount of gifts for one person, hardly any gifts for another person because I thought I still had time to think of what to get them. And then also probably the most disastrous part, it gave me time to second guess the things that I did get and be like, why the fuck did I buy this on November 24th? Stupid. Truly, I'm, I was just about to buy a bunch of shit that I'm like, what is, what am I doing? This is so stupid. I think we have to resist the temptation yes, to just put a bunch of stuff like in our cart and under our tree. Like I just, re- my mom used to love to shower the children with gifts. Say, I mean, yeah, well, you know, we have this in common. Yes, it, to the point where like the kids would be like, Grammy, I have to take a break from opening gifts. I'm like, when kids who wake up at 5 a.m. hype (laughs) to find out what Santa brought them have to take a rest because they're tired from opening gifts, that's too much shit. It's too much shit. I could easily have taken half the gifts and like hid them away. And it wasn't like big extravagant stuff, you know? It, It really wasn't. It just was like the volume was too much. The volume. I get it. I get it. I think we figured some things out. Um, <laughs> so it's good talking to you. <laughs> so great. I, I'm just really um, grateful. <laughs> the amount of plugs behind you is hilarious. Look at it's, the plugs. On guys, the it's three. It's three. <laughs> but the way that they're all sticking out, it literally looks like an animated movie. Like, well, now we're like, in this one. Now we're in an animated movie. So, it looks like you know you're I mean? plugged in. <laughs> I do want to say, like, thank you to everybody for reaching out. So many people reached out. Like, um, by the way, first of all, friends, actual people I know, also you guys, people I don't know, friends of the pod, um, about the podcast earlier this week and about Birdie and everything that we went through and how weird and scary and traumatic it was. One of the more interesting people that reached out was um, my ex-husband, Mark Silverstein, because, <laughs> um, oh my God, and Casey, again, your camera, how did it, we just had a Zoom. I know. Gotta, like, it, she, you guys have to understand. I'm going to take a picture of it right now, so, and you're going to have to, so you can post it, okay? So go back to how you were. Go back to how you were. Okay. 
Okay, so wait, wait. So you can see, yeah, you can see my full face. And then you look like um like the neighbor from home improvement <laughs> is what you're giving me. You're giving me the neighbor from home improvement. Because all Casey's camera for like the last few weeks when we've talked, I've only seen part of her nose and her eyes and like her forehead. It's a thing that I do. I don't know what it is. Like I Listen, lean in so close to any fine. camera. It's I'm very, it's, it's a great. weird behavior. Um, maybe it's about like making myself smaller. In, you know mm. what I mean? Like maybe psychologically it's about making myself smaller. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, it doesn't matter where I put my camera. I'm always going to lean into it so that I look insane. Um, well, let me tell you. Mark Silverstein. I, yes. No, I was just, I have to text my parents because we ordered some gifts that they have to go pick up at the store in near their house. Do you know what I mean? For the kids? Yes. But yeah. they have to do it within seven days and it has okay. to be my dad. <laughs> it has to be <laughs> Because we dad. put his name. You know what I mean? Uh, so it has to like, he has to show his drivers, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it has to be dad. <laughs> that is hilarious. Anyway. The, I was going to say, like, one of the uh, most interesting people that reached out to me about the podcast was Mark. Yeah. Because, because, because he and I, you know, recap, got back from Sweden. I left immediately the next morning at 6 a.m. for L.A. I got back to, uh, I got back to New York Saturday morning at 7 a.m., he and Birdie left at 11 a.m. to go to L.A. Right. So he and I had not talked about or processed anything together. You right. know what I mean? Right. But he was like, I just have to tell you that the way you described feeling like we were, like that it you were in a movie, he's like, I felt the exact same way. It's really the way that it was happening. He's like, I don't even know how. He's like, it was just, when you said medium shot, I was about to say out loud medium shot. Right. And I actually think it's kind of interesting given what we all have been experiencing in the last, I would say five years, especially in the last two months. Uh, but also before that, I would say like with Ukraine and Russia, but that our access to this, to real time images of devastation, suffering, you know, the yeah. worst things imagined, ba ba babies mur murdered, you know, the worst images imaginable. Yeah. And I don't know if our brains are like, I don't know if other people are experiencing this in terms of like globally, like seeing things, if right. that a way that our brains are trying to protect themselves is by um, contextualizing it in terms of like storytelling or film and TV or like this isn't like taking yourself out of it like this isn't actually happening. Right. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like distance, like distance, dis yes. distancing yourself. Yes. because it's too because it is actually too close. 
Yes. You know? Yes. And uh, Mark said this thing. He was like, I I literally felt like while it was happening busy, I felt like there was some sort of like rip in the fabric of time and space. And I like, and I totally understood what he meant when he said that. Yeah. Anyway, all of that to say, I just want to thank everybody for um, all of their well wishes, um, except for, you know, like the few people who are like fucking cocksuckers, but they're just in pain themselves. So what are we going to do about that, guys? We can't do anything <laughs> we're just going to, we're going to pray for them. Isn't we're going to pray people? for, we're going to pray for them. I'm going to, I'm just going to like hope that it's, that they get whatever they need to get out of it. Yeah. And then the, they are able to um, be kind to people in real life. Yeah, I hope that. I hope that for everyone. Always. Me too. It's really. But, it's it's interesting. I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm glad Bird is doing okay. Um, the distance thing is very interesting, and talking to you. And hearing your experience also made me realize, and it's so funny that you're mentioning the way that my camera is on the laptop. Like, I I think that that might be part of something that's broken in me is that I don't know how to use devices for distance. I use them inappropriately to put distance between myself and I had two really real thoughts, and I don't know if you, if you busy want to hear them and uh I don't know if people want to hear them so like block your ears if you don't want to hear I guess but I'm just going to say because it's like my real thoughts when my son was having a seizure in person mm-hmm. um I wanted to turn around away from it and not look at him yes Because all I could think of was, like, I might be watching my son die. Yes. You know? Like, I... That uh, makes so much sense. And so... And that's what I've done with, like, pets who have been injured. I'm always, like... you know what happened? You know the story about the cat. Our our cat, Verdell, who you guys have convinced Gina is. But she had a heart attack in front of us. Right. And... But she had been... Mark's cat since she was a kitten. Right. And this was many, 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 many years ago, guys. Like, in case you don't, you probably don't know this story. I don't know how closely you listen to this fucking podcast. (laughs) Um, Birdie was like three at the time. Cricket, not even a thought yet. Um, But all like, she was obviously, she was seizing and she was having like, she was in agony. this, This poor sweet cat. And all I could think in that moment, I got very protective of Mark. Yeah. And Birdie. Yeah. Because she was little, little. Yeah, you don't want her but to see that. I, but, but even like weirdly more so of Mark because he, it had been his cat since she yeah. was a kitten. Yeah. And I just was like, you get, I'm like, get out of, like, I was just so yeah. forceful. And I was like, yeah. leave. Get out of here right now. Yeah. Leave. So I really, really understand that. Yeah. Because 
it's just different because it's also different because it's like it would be you'd be so unprepared for it wasn't you know yeah. it's like it it was so traumatic you yeah. know but I literally in that moment wanted to somehow distance myself from it and like obviously you can't beam yourself to another planet you know you can't beam yourself out of there but like my instinct was to turn away and like the way that. It all happened. I went into action. Like, I was the one that was on the phone with 911 and relaying instructions to my husband. And so, like, efficiency became my way to, like, distance myself from it. But, like, honestly, if I could have, like, blinked my eyes and, like, gone to Neptune, I would have. I would have. And then the other thing that it made me think of that like when you were talking about it and you were talking about, I was like, I was so happy that Birdie's friend was there and like handled everything, but it did make me, because we are by nature selfish and selfish beings, it did make me think of like when my mom died, Mm. which Birdie was not, that's not what was happening, but it just made me think of like, my mom didn't die like instantly, like she collapsed right somewhere strangers she was with strangers Mm -hmm. and the doctor called me from the hospital to tell me what had happened and he had said i don't expect her to make it Mm -hmm. i wouldn't expect someone to survive this type of Mm -hmm. instance but she's still you know she's Mm -hmm. still here right now And I will keep you posted. I don't know why I did not say, will you put the phone up to her ear? Right. Well, because, yeah. I didn't ask for that. Casey. And so, like. Honey, you could, I mean, like, also, you don't, you're in the middle of, you're in the middle of, like, trauma. So you don't. Yeah, exactly. You're not thinking clearly. You weren't thinking clearly. Busy, it fully took me a year to think of that, that I could have asked for that. I know. That I could have said. I know. You know, can you just put the phone up to her ear? And, like, I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm not, you know, I I don't think it made me, it makes me, like, a bad daughter or anything. It's just something that I wish that I had done. But... And also, um, by the way, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but probably something a nurse would have thought of. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I actually I mean, think honest, that's true. I actually honestly, think that's true. It was like it was a perfect storm. It was literally a perfect storm, busy. It was the it was a blizzard where she lived. Yeah, I'm I sure remember. they had a, a skeleton crew. No yeah, pun intended. I, I, uh, I had just been diagnosed with COVID, so I wasn't 100% in my right mind anyway. Right. My whole family. That's, there was a lot going on. Yeah, there was a lot going on. The reason why I'm even bringing it up to you is because, like, the thing that happened with Lincoln happened so long ago, and the thing that happened with my mom, it's been a, a year. It's just been a year. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm even bringing it up is just to point out that, like, it's going to come up and it's going to go away and recede, but then it's going to come up at, like, the weirdest time again. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just, I'm just bringing it up because I just want people to know, like, that's, 
that's how you live through these like unimaginable rip in the fabric of time things that happen is that like they do they do go away or they like recede to the background a little bit and then something will happen and it's like it just happened two minutes ago you know and and um it's normal you know and it's normal to like laugh and find joy in between and it's normal to have weird panic attacks in between all that shit all that shit mm-hmm. and so like you're you're in the middle of it and at the beginning of it <laughs> at the same time you know and that's just what i was thinking about like should i should I tell people? Here's the good news is that like it's normal to have it recede to the background sometimes and you have some like almost movie like distance from it mm. where you're like this isn't my life. This is something that like I saw on TV almost. And you know, next thing you know, you're like cracking up with the person that you were standing over at that, you know, at that moment where it felt like the world might possibly be ending. And then there's going to be other times when, like, it's going to flash in front of your eyes, like, just, you know, just like it's real life again. And, like, it's happening again. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm ju- I'm watching very closely with no distance this movie, and I didn't ask for this one fucking thing that I should have asked for, you know? Here's what I'm going to say about traveling over the holidays. You know what the bummer is? You're away from your Helix mattress. You're away from your Helix mattress. Yes, Casey. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. The only solution is to buy a Helix mattress for whoever's house you're going to. I mean, it does make a great gift. I'm just <laughs> going to say. Your parents will be so happy to have a new mattress in the guest room. I'm 100% in favor of this plan. Me too. Me too. You know that Casey and I are such huge fans of Helix mattresses. We have them everywhere. Yes. My whole family has them. Both of us have them them everywhere. Yeah. My whole family has them. Um, You just sleep different. You sleep better. If sleep is a thing for you, maybe think about when the last time you updated, upgraded, got a new mattress was. And you might be one of those people like I was before we were doing this podcast where I was like, oh, shoot. I actually, when was the last time I got a new mattress? Right. Because you got to get new mattresses, guys. You don't, they're not for the rest of your life. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they yeah. can be, but your back will be in pain. <laughs> and your body will not be thanking you. And the Helix lineup of mattresses is 20 unique mattresses. All, all kinds, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, even mattress for children. You can, if you want, take a quiz to find out which mattress will be best for you and your body and how you sleep. They'll pair you with a mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. 
And because Helix is so smart and has been doing this so well, they know there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. You can go into a store and sit down and lie down on a mattress all you want, but until you're like sleeping on it multiple nights in a row, you don't know actually. And Helix is aware of this. That's why they offer a 100-night trial. A 100 nights? 100 nights. Three months. Over three months. Over three months. A lot can happen in three months. Jesus, a lot does happen in three <laughs> months. And a 10 to 15-year warranty. So it's incredible. Look, they have all kinds of mattresses. They even have mattresses that have enhanced cooling features that keep Which, you from overheating at night. Yes, Come that's on. for me. That's for me. And they're the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Their children's mattress was named Best Children's Mattress by Parents Magazine. I mean, don't take our word for it. Don't take our word for it. They're incredible. It's a great It's a great gift to give your spouse, too. By the way, I'm just going to say that because you benefit from it's that. It's also a gift for It's a for gift you. for you as well. My favorite um, gift. So listen, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash best. This is the best offer yet. It's not going to last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Kitch, I love you so much. You know we love you. Busy, can I tell you so many of our listeners that participated in the Elf Exchange yes. gave each other gifts from Kitsch. And it, it made so me much. so happy to hear and see what all of you chose for each other from Kitsch's extensive offerings of really giftable, great things that everybody wants. Everyone was delighted. Satin pillowcases, the time-saving towels for your hair, which, by the way, I travel with. I really just genuinely travel with. Yeah, that's all I use. Whatever your budget, your skin type, the best stocking stuffers, the best, guys, just ever, like the best gifts, gifts. Also, they have their rice water shampoo bars. And uh, I'm obsessed with that because it also makes traveling a dream. I don't have to worry about like my liquids. You know what I mean? Right. You know, we love the heatless satin curling rollers. They were a real viral hit on TikTok and for good reason. They did a collab with Barbie and they had like all of the satin pillowcases in the iconic Barbie pink. Guys, just, just get in there. Get in there. You're going to love it. I'm so happy so many of you are already fans like we are. And now is the chance for everybody else. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash best. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash best. One more time, mykitsch dot com slash best for 30% off your order. You know, I, I don't sleep a ton. I don't sleep through the night like ever. Right. You know, right. we've talked about this. Yes. And, and I will say we just, Birdie and I were just talking, Birdie and Mark came back yesterday. Also, by the way, I just want to take one minute to say thank you for fucking saying those things because I think it's really valuable and if you don't need to hear it now, you will at some point. Yeah. 
So it's I, ha- like that's it's, life. That's it's life. happening to that's us life. All, all the time. Yes. You're, and, you yes. know, and if you, ha- if you haven't lost anyone or you haven't been scared to death yet in your life, not to be like, you know, not to be, it, it just is life. There are going yes. to, there's going to come a day when you lose someone or you come close to it. And anyway, continue. Oh, I was going to say, I was talking with Birdie because Birdie's been sleeping great on the anti-seizure meds. And I was like, sure. no, maybe that's what you needed this whole time. <laughs> maybe that's what you need. Maybe that's what we needed. Maybe you're having a seizure, a low-level seizure at all times. Constantly. Wouldn't be fucking surprising. Anyway, <laughs> um, but, but what I was going to say is that this morning I was up and for some reason something was suggested to me and I like this account, you know, on Instagram. So I like look on Instagram and guys, don't tell me I know it's not the thing you're supposed to do when you wake up and you have insomnia <laughs> at three in the morning. I understand. Okay. Yeah. But this is where we're at and we're just here for now. And so we'll, I'll make better choices. And if I don't fucking know, maybe <laughs> I will, maybe I won't. Um, but I'm like, start scrolling on Instagram and this like comedian guy pops up and then I kind of like went on a journey with him and his wife, which like one thing was making me like genuinely lol so hard. But um, he seems like a really nice guy. Wait, did I for I was like, I don't understand sometimes like how to save things. Like I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I'm like that's so also coming for us all where we don't know how to save things. Or I was trying I'm, to share a story for I'm ten never, minutes this morning, and I was like, I, I just have to tap out of this. I don't know how to do it. I know, but I like sort of like never have known how to do that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, my point being that what he was talking about was actually not a like funny thing. He was in his car and he was talking about how he, his dead father called him on the oh phone. My, oh my God. And he told the story, like his phone rang and it said dad cell and he looked at it and was like, oh, Okay. And then it and then it occurred to him, my dad died three years ago. Right. You know. And turns out his mom has been paying the thing still and had the phone. And then like her phone was somewhere she did. So she just used dad's oh cell. Oh God. And, you know, he started crying because, like in the video, but also I imagine at the time, because he was just like. I just am putting this here for anyone that needs it. Like, you don't know when it's going to come back and hit you. Right. And I didn't talk about this when it happened. But when I was in L.A. before Thanksgiving, I went out to dinner with Mark and Cricket and Emily Beebe. And I had really been, like, missing Kate a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I sent Christine earlier that day. I just sent Christine of the a video of the three of us at Kate's house when she was going through treatment in June when I like got the little beret, when they gave me the little beret. Right. And I was like pretending to be French. And <laughs> Kate was like laughing so hard. And we were just like lolling or what, you know, it just was funny. Yeah. And I had sent it to Christine that morning, okay? Yeah. And then we were sitting at dinner. 
so insane. (laughs) And my phone buzzed. And it was a text to my text chain of me, my text chain that was me, Kate, and Christine. Yeah. It's not what you think it is. It was a text from me, Kate, and Christine, or our text chain. Yeah. From Kate. Not from Christine responding. From Kate. And I hadn't sent it to the text thread that morning. I sent it just to Christine. I haven't. And it was, and it, Kate Surge texted you, popped up. Huh. And it was that video. And underneath it was written, Kate loved this. And I, like, lost. I, like, didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. And I, like, started, I was like, I I have to, I started, like, kind of panicking. And I called Christine in I walked away from our dinner and I like called Christine and was like, I don't understand what this is. I don't understand what's happening. What's happening? Like, how is this happening? Yeah. And it was her husband. Um, who, by the way, I mean, psychically or whatever, the fact that I had sent that exact video that morning to Christine, yeah. he didn't know that. He just had been looking through videos yeah. On her phone. Oh, yeah. And then sent it to us on our thread from her phone because he doesn't have the video. Do you know what oh I'm saying? Oh, gosh, yes. It was like a yeah. very it was a coincidence. Coincidence. Yeah. It, well, the coincidence, obviously, or not. Or yeah. fucking not. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I had, like, totally forgotten about it because I, or not forgotten about it, But I was, it was so much for me. And, and of course, I would never want to make her husband feel like he was just, you know, he was just going through videos on her phone because he was missing her and wanted to, like, and wanted to tell us that, you know. But my God, like, when I saw that video of that guy this morning, I was thinking just, Exactly what you brought up, right? Like yeah. everybody says grief is waves. And I just haven't experienced really what that is until until this past year. Because, you know, to be honest with you, even like there have been just a, several things in my life that I've had to grieve the loss of. And yeah. it really all all has been that that work like really has been for this past year, truly. Right. And those waves are real. People say grief is waves, and that is probably true for some people. I feel like grief is like a solar panel salesman. Like, I don't see it coming. Like, the doorbell rings, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I open the door, and it's like, ding dong, it's grief. You know? I guess when I think about 
waves, I think about how I always get just like fucking pummeled by them. And that's why the ocean is scary. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking of like floating gently on some waves. I'm literally thinking of like standing with my back to the ocean, (laughs) like waving, waving at a friend who's bringing me a margarita and then getting like slammed so fucking hard down into the sand. Yeah. And yeah. like losing my top. I have, yeah. I guess Do you know what I'm should, saying? That's I guess we what, should turn around. <laughs> I got to fucking turn. I got <laughs> to turn my face right toward that, right toward those waves coming. Oh my but, gosh. Yeah. I have yet to spot, I have yet to spot grief coming. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it yeah. coming. And just in the same way, like I didn't see that overwhelming processing and panicking and dealing with what had happened with birds. I didn't see that. I didn't know I was going to wake up Sunday last week and that was going to be it. Like, I I really didn't see that coming. Right. That darkness. Um, And also just, and also like the culmination of so many other things as well. Here's one thing I do want to say, because I know, and I'm, I'm not trying to like have toxic positivity. I don't think this is a toxic positivity message. I know that I've often said I'm always trying to find the lesson in something. And that's Mm -hmm. a way to swallow when something shitty happens. I know. To be like, well, what lesson can I gain from this or whatever? Mm -hmm. But I do think there is a lesson in what you just said about you you wouldn't have guessed that that was going to happen on Sunday. I wouldn't have guessed that I was going to get that call from the hospital I wouldn't have guessed that that was going to happen to my son either or like what I talked about the other day. I mean, I guess I kind of guessed that was maybe going to happen to my son for whatever weird reason, my other son. But here's what I want to say about things you never saw coming. If it's true that we are both agreeing that shit happened that we never saw coming in a million years, then maybe we have to stop worrying so much about what's coming because it doesn't make a fucking bit of difference. You know, in in our own lives, like, who said that really smart thing about if you worry about something and then it actually happens, then you've, you've, you've lived it twice. You've lived it twice, right. Well, I have to say... I think I'm pretty good about that. You're one of the most healthy people that I know that is like, well, I'm feeling this weird thing. I'm going to go to the doctor and get it checked out. Like most people have to go on a whole psychological journey to get to the point where they're like feeling strong enough to like call. That's what I think. Right. And I feel, yes. And like you, and we've talked about this, like, We've talked about it on this podcast when I've like been waiting for results of things, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's not a, that isn't, for me, that's not the journey. But yeah. for me, the journey is letting go. Yeah. And moving on. Yeah. Yeah. And not living in the place of, of what ifs or regrets or, you know, that's really hard for me. Yeah. And has, and continues to be really hard for me. 
Well, all of this is like all of these things that we're wishing were different about us are like mm. easier said than done too. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and maybe maybe easier said and impossible to do. Maybe it's just who we are. Like maybe you're just the kind of person that will have to struggle with letting go your entire life. Maybe it's yeah. just like who you are. I mean, a really good example is, and the, I'm sorry to be talking so much about so much trauma, especially it's the like holidays. It's the it's the holidays. <laughs> I have a I have more than one friend who lost children this year. Yeah. Jesus and Christ. which is like I can't even I can imagine and I can't imagine. You know what I mean? Like I can I can imagine stepping up to that line because I feel like Mm. I have, at least in my mind, but I can't imagine Mm -hmm. crossing that line. It's not something anyone, I I don't think you can, I don't think you can imagine it. No. And we're probably not supposed to. We're not supposed to. to. Right. Um, But it is very interesting to me um, to just see the way that they're going on and their strength and Mm -hmm. like one family in particular is so celebratory of their child who Mm. they lost way too young. Like they learned that that was going to happen very suddenly. And then everything that was supposed to take a certain amount of time happened a lot more quickly than it was supposed to happen. And so they were just trying to like live 10 lives in the time that they were given and uh, and it wound up being a shorter time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I haven't talked that directly with this friend about it. But my sense is that there's just not one bit of like, fuck, we got screwed. Like our kid got taken away from us. And not only that, like we got half the time that we were told. Half the time. And I just, there there hasn't been like a whiff of that from them. And they are just being, they fucking celebrated that kid while that kid was alive. And they are celebrating that kid still. And I'm like, but, but this also, is just who they are. This is who yeah, they I were was gonna born. Say, I th- Yes, I was going to say part of it is I think that that might be who they are, who they it's just have who they been. are. It's just yeah. who they are. That's how they are. That's how they process. Yes, you know what I mean. And yes. like, and also like, <laughs> that's unusual. It's unusual, but also like, but also like that's also happening forward facing. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. you don't. I I think that that the the the. Truth is that, God, I was having this conversation last week. Like, it's always weird to me when you really sit, like maybe it's like a fucking stoner thought, truly. Like, <laughs> but truly, it might be. Yeah. It might be kind of like a stoner thought. Yeah. But like when you really sit with the idea that like no two people experience love the same way and like right. what love means to me, romantic or platonic or parental or like all all of the kinds of love like yeah. what love means to me no one else 
can possibly ever understand or feel right exactly the same way. We right. don't know what other people feel when they feel right. love. Right. And it's a trip. It's like an expansion of that question that you think you're the only little kid that ever thought of it, but every little kid has thought, do I see blue the same way everyone else That's sees exactly blue? Right. It's yes. exactly right. Oh, honey, love. <laughs> every time, guys. Every time. Every, every time. time. It's a good one. It's a good it's one. It's a banger. We talked about honey, love, how we've been wearing it all throughout this holiday season to various events and things because I'm done with like anything uncomfortable in my body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want comfort. I want comfort. I'm like Beyonce. I want to be cozy. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I also want, but I also want my clothes to look good and I want things to like fall nicely. (laughs) Well, that's why Honey Love is so perfect. I mean, honestly, you know how you put your dog in a thunder shirt? Like that's what I feel like my Honey Love is for me. Oh, I like that. I like that. I understand that totally and completely. (laughs) Having worn Honey Love myself and been wearing it, that makes so much sense. It's like, it's like the exact right amount of compression yes. so that you feel held, yes. but not crushed. Yes, and exactly. you're like, And it's like targeted in the exact right places. And it just, yes, that is really such a great way to put it. Guys, I'm just saying there's the crossover bra, so comfortable. I'm wearing Your it right now. Boobs look so good in it. Like uh-huh. it's the kind of bra that you wear and then you're, girlfriends are like, hey, your boobs are looking great today. And, yeah, you know, and, you're, like, and you're like, here's Here it is. secret. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, And there's no underwire, which is insane. But yes. I don't know how they do it. It's just like, they're perky, no underwire. It's incredible. Um, also, the shapewear that we've talked about, like the perfect amount of compression. The super power short is incredible. Yeah. Um, and and I really as- put this stuff to the test because everything rolls on me and mm-hmm. Honey Love does not. It has never rolled down, never rolled up. It's also as easy to put on as it is to take off. Like, oh, and God. I appreciate that. Especially if you've had a couple of cocktails at a holiday party and you get yeah. home and you're like, Bleh. like you can't be struggling with your shapewear. We need an yeah. easy out, you know? Yeah, yes. We need to get into our jammies and we need to turn on the Hallmark channel. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yes. Because shapewear shouldn't be hard. And Honey Love honestly understands it. And they just want to make you look good and feel good and make it easy. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save up to 20% off site-wide at honeylove.com slash best 20 this month only. Inventory is limited. The sale ends soon. Don't miss the best deals of the year. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please, you guys, if you do one thing for us, (laughs) please support the show and tell them that we sent you and that's how you heard about them. Because we're telling you about them and we're telling you it's time to ditch the underwire for good. Thanks to Honey Love. We love you, Honey Love. We love you, Honey Love. Ooh, it's Hatch. I love Hatch. You know what I used my Hatch light for yesterday? What? Just like light for a Zoom I had. Oh, because it you look good in the light, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you look good in the light. It, I was is... like, wow, they don't talk about this, <laughs> you know? Yes. Because 
The hatch restore too, guys, is a little bit like of a sleep trainer, like helper. It also helps you wake up more well-rested and it has a very gentle like light that comes up that wakes you up. But that light is like really gentle. (laughs) Top-notch. You look like a movie star. Who doesn't want to look like that in the bedroom? That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that, guys. (laughs) That's what I'm telling you. Lilac sunrise, guys. Lilac sunrise. (laughs) You'll thank me later. But yeah, I've really been loving my hatch restore too. And it just helps me kind of like go to bed because I, you know, use the machine, the sound machine. Yeah. Sleep sounds. One of the biggest issues I have is being scared awake by alarms. It's not good for me. What it does to my body is not good. So just removing the anxiety of knowing that I will be scared awake by a different alarm helps me to sleep so much better that I know that my wake up is going to be gentle. I'm able to rest better. Yeah, I totally get that. Well, I also just love that great sleep can be learned with Hatch. 83% of customers report improved sleep and they have a 60-night money-back guarantee. You can try it for yourself risk-free. I also think this makes a great gift. I'm just going to say it. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash busy. That's hatch.co slash busy to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash busy. Busy. Did you see that? I posted this quote from a novel that Jenny Connor was reading and she had sent to me. And the quote is kind of amazing because I felt like I had never seen it put so succinctly and it, and it like is exactly sort of how I feel. Yeah. Um, And it's, Loneliness wasn't having no one. Loneliness was the gap between what you hoped for and what you got. Yeah. I did see that. I did see that. And as a person who's like self-identified as lonely for so much of my life. Yeah. I think that there's a way for me to reframe A little bit. Like, I think a lot of times, or at least in the last couple of years, I think because of like TikTok and Instagram and like self-help sound bites being like sort of pushed at us and like it's easy to take exactly what you want. To fit your narrative. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that there's like, obviously, you know, I've I've seen enough things that are like, the love that you give is coming to you. You're going to, and you'll know because you're going to walk into it and it's going to be just exactly. And I think that like, I have had that. I've like held on to that a lot, you know? But then also reading that quote, I'm like... But maybe, maybe like I, there's a, there's some onus on me, you know? Yeah. It just in terms of like either 
being able to articulate what it is that I am hoping for. Right, right. Or understanding that maybe some of it is too much because maybe some of it isn't for someone else. Right, right. Maybe it's for me. Right. To fill in the gap. Do you know what I'm saying? Which is hard. It's a, it's a big challenge, but I think that it's like such a sign of maturity too. God, I mean, at this age, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Finally, I, she's fucking hitting it. God damn it. Girl, when I tell you that I was a literal mental baby until I turned 40 years old, and I am still learning every day how to take responsibility for things that are my responsibility, to be accountable for things that are my responsibility. One thing that never even fucking occurred to me until the past couple years is that, like, A, I can mourn those things that I that I wish for, that I hoped right. for. Right. Talk about like saying goodbye to some things. There are some periods in my life where I didn't get what I needed from somebody who, you know, whether they should have noticed it or whether I should have spoken up about it, it doesn't matter. It's immaterial. I didn't get it in that moment, Mm -hmm. but that moment's gone. And so I have to mourn the loss of what could have been and say goodbye to it. But the thing that fucking occurred to me only in the past couple years, and, like, I'm sure I was aware of it in some way, but, like, the words hadn't materialized in my brain. For all of the things that I am mourning that I could have said other people played a part in, Mm -hmm. there are people mourning for things that I have played a part in. Mm Mm-hmm that they have to heal from. And so, like, you know, then that becomes a part of my fucking, like, to-do list, my long-ass to-do list, which is, like, try not to do things, I guess, that people would have to heal from, but good luck doing that when you're a person, you know? But when I tell you it never occurred to me until the past couple of years— I'm like, that's the kind of self-centered person, I guess, that I am. But I don't think it's that. I just think that, I mean, I do think it's that. (laughs) Like, that's what, you know, when I'm beating myself up, I'll say Mm -hmm. that. Like, I never even thought that there are people walking around trying to heal from things that I have done that I probably don't even realize that I've done. Um, But I also just think it's because, like, that's the way that our brains work, you know? And I do, I think you're 100% correct. I think like TikTok and things like that make it easy. Well, it's that's the formula, right? To talk to your wounded place and to talk right. to, you know? There's not a lot of TikTok therapists being like, let's talk about what you could have done better. Like, let's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't, go viral. You know, that doesn't, there's not a lot of people that are like, let's talk about when you were a shitty friend. Yeah. And I mean, I think like, I don't know. I think that for what it's worth, I know about myself that I'm like pretty fucking hard on myself. And I know that about you too, if I'm being real. Yeah. And I think I work really hard to 
I take a lot on sometimes that's like not even for me. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's just definitely all, all of this, all of this time, this time, this time, like last, these last almost four years have been, I think, for most people, a fuck ton. A lot. And I am definitely, and you are definitely, we are definitely two of those people. (laughs) And I don't know exactly, like, you know, I've been having like the OCD, like ADD thing of the songs looping in my head a lot you know, this week especially, because it's like a thing that also happens when I'm like very activated in some kind of like trauma space, you know? And that Solange song, Cranes in the Sky, was looping, has been looping in my head. And it's, and it's like, you know, just the lyrics of it, lyric, if you guys don't know the song, it's a fucking beautiful song, you should get it. But the lyrics of it are just like all the things that she tried to do, to get it to go away, whatever it is, you know, if it's like heartbreak, if it's trauma, if it's death, if it's like loss, if it's aging, you know, but at the end, but at the, you just, but at the end of the day, it's just, you just have to wait. You just have to like, there's nothing to be done. Right. You just keep moving. You just keep flying. You just keep going. (sighs) I just, um, I think there's a very real thing too that happens with women once they reach the point where their children start aging and they are also aging of like mourning their younger lives and mourning like the things that they wish they could go back and do differently or be more present for or because it because it ends for us you know yeah or that's that's the message like you will you will become invisible yeah and and also I just gotta I gotta tell you as a person who's like been out there dating as a 44 year old not 40 I'm 44 yeah that like kind of real with dudes yeah that's why you know? i don't date yeah you shouldn't you should definitely <laughs> but it is kind of real with dudes it's like the the thing of me you know like that i'm not probably gonna have other i mean who fucking knows too like that you don't know yeah people have there's all kinds of things that happen i just mean in terms of like having yeah. kids or whatever you just don't know you're not planning on it there's no plans. Right. Howevs? I don't know. I don't know who fucking knows. But but that being said, like even it's just interesting to me. Like it does, it feels like it it is kind of a thing for like that's in most men's awareness, at least. Especially like if they don't have kids already. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's weird. Like, it's a weird thing for me to have to, like, wrap my head around, kind of. 
I'd imagine um, it's so weird because like, okay, so if you drill down on that, it's like people will say, experts will say it's biological. Like you become invisible to men because biologically, if there's like a biological imperative to procreate, right, then men are going to gravitate toward whatever, you know. Okay, so take that all as a given. And then also consider in the year 2023, maybe we're past like just being ruled by our biological imperatives and we can like impose some other structure on what it is we're trying to do. All that being said, I also have to imagine that if you like got with a guy, if you went on a date with a guy that kind of like made a big deal or made it obvious that you're not invisible to him, even though you're 44 and like a biologically imperative driven man, you'd be invisible to him, but this guy sees you. Like if a guy was making a big deal about that to me, I I would also feel weird about that. I'm just being honest. I would feel like some kind of weird mascot or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's no way it's not weird. There's no way in which it's not weird. The only remedy for it is to just meet a person who you're so into and so into, like, spending time with that you can, like, put up with the weirdness of all this other bullshit, you know? Yeah, I guess that's the hope, right? That's the hope. Anyway, it's... I listen. I don't envy you. It's not well, going. I, I'm like I'm like that part is that's not happening anymore. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry about me being uh, dating. Don't let's you know. Well, let's, well, let's let's not. None of us need to be concerned about that. <laughs> My mom used to have this sign in the laundry room that said the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> yes. And like... A classic I, cubicle photocopy joke. Sure, that's sure. For young people, that's what memes used to be. That was... Oh Me- my God, it was a fucking original <laughs> meme. <laughs> memes were like photocopied and people would hang them in their cubicles at their jobs, at their corporate jobs to or, like... Or that- you would see like a sign um, at like a Cracker Barrel... Yeah, like a like a little like it printed out, you know, like a thing at Cracker Barrel, and you would buy it and then put it in your laundry room, I guess. And then like that's how you like stick it to the man and let people know who you are. Right, right. Well, the beatings will continue until morale improves. I think is really um, is really a perfect encapsulation of my experience (laughs) trying to date in the last year. Yeah. Um, which is just like it has literally brought me such few moments of joy that the other that all the rest of it, it is has not been um worth it at all oh my god and and like and has only sort of like forced me to like recalibrate like all of these things that I already knew about myself, like my own self-worth and my like and my value and like yeah, does it matter that I'm like, you know, the fucking old ass bitch and like uh who's who's by the way like I get I'm 
you know, I see what people see, guys. I'm fucking the best. I am the be- I am the best. Minus yeah. what a few fucking trolls on the internet have to say <laughs> to me because of the way peoplemag.com like posted the story about our podcast. Whatever. I don't fucking care. Like aside from like I'm just Cindy, happy they listen. Cindy in Ohio or whatever <laughs> who's like, get off the fucking you're a fucking narcissist, like me, like Cindy, babe, you're the one posting on my Instagram account. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's all yeah. be real about what's happening here. Um, but like I've had to continually like recalibrate my own awareness of my self-worth and my hotness and my fucking thing and blah, 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 blah. And it's like only just been disappointing. And like, I've only just been, well, except for weird fucking Alan Starzynski, disappointed by people. Yeah. And like men, disappointed by men. Men. Yeah. Um, And I think it's been interesting too, because it is like, I do feel like by put, I saw a friend recently and she's like, I'm so impressed. Like you really, you really put your, have put yourself out there in a way that like I don't do because I'm like, I just am scared. I don't want to do it, you know? And I was thinking about that and like, yeah, I'm kind of impressed by myself too, honestly. Like, cause this is not easy for me. No. And, um, can I tell you something like a couple dudes have like, you know, used like some things like not used, but like they've like in in talking to me about what they've, you know, why they're whatever, whatever they are. Um, and this is like they're and they won't be able to be consistent or a person. <laughs> right. Right. In my life. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's been a lot of like. I think my trauma is like, or I really have this thing, like, you know, that's my trauma. That's like, you know, my parents divorce or this or that or whatever, you know, like, and by the way, and I'm not like discredit, discrediting men who have feelings, but truly, you know, right. but like I managed to work through being raped by a man and I still date men. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I'm just saying that like for women, we have to like overcome it, str- heterosexual women yeah. have to overcome whatever, Casey, cut this part out. I don't fucking get, I don't want to get into it. It's like, just, I'm just, you know what I mean? Yes. No, I mean, that honestly is something that came up in my marriage. Like, Matt had a habit of saying, when I was saying, like, this is what we're doing now, but what I need is this. And he mm-hmm. would say, I'll work on it. I will, and I will work on it is like the same as putting something in the junk closet. I'm like, you know well, what this, I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, like, I was it's like, not getting worked on. It's not getting worked on. And so then when I would lodge a second, like, I still need this thing that you said you were going to work on, he had a habit of saying, sorry, this is just how I am. And I, you know, I kind of rolled with it for a long time until I was like, A, you're not sorry. Like, whenever anyone says sorry with, like, a tone of hostility, you're not sorry. But also, B, like, I've never gotten to say this is just how I am. 
Like never at a job, never in a friendship, never just like take it or leave it, you know? And like, I think that men in particular, even really good guys, I think they they let themselves off the hook sometimes by saying, mm. because this happened, this is how I am, take it or leave it. And they almost want a cookie for like identifying what the problem is with them. Mm. But I'm like, you don't get a cookie for that. You should deal with it. Mm-mm. Like you need to figure that out and not visit it upon me or anyone else. Right. But like, I think, and you know, when we're talking about like TikTok therapy culture, all that stuff, like I think it probably ties into this as well. I think that like a lot of men and probably a lot of people, but a lot of men in my experience are only going so far. Like you don't get to just identify what the source of some trauma or pain in your life is and not do anything about it. And also like in a hostile tone, let everyone know that that's just how you are because this thing happened to you. Yeah. I mean, it's very immature. Like, I think I used to be that way. I think I was that way when I was in my 20s, for sure. Yeah. And I think I've, like, had moments where I've reverted back to it. Like, when I've been like, well, this is just who I am because fucking deal with it because it's too fucking hard. Right. You know? And by the way, it's it's your right to be that way. It's everyone's right to deal with things in their sure. own time. But things follow with that. Like your relationships are only going to be a certain way and you're only ever going to progress so far past the thing that you're not dealing with until you're ready to deal with it. And so you have to be realistic about those things. And when you're wondering why certain things are like how they are, sometimes you maybe have to be like a little introspective and and start dealing with some of the things and maybe, I don't know. Right. But saying, I'll, oh, I, oh, I see that. I'll think about that. Or right. I'll work on that. That's like, that's just not, I mean, it's a fucking bummer. It's a bummer, but it's also like everybody's doing it and we're letting people get away with it. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) And it takes guts to be like, that's not good enough. Like, Yeah, which is like what I just did recently and it sucks. Like, I don't like it, like, at all. Like, it's it's bumming me out, you know? Because then also, like, I just am like, why? Right. Like, why? Why? Right. Does this have to be the way that fucking things are? Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess the good news is that if you're like, I don't know, like you can cut your losses, cut bait. Is that what the kids say? And just like move on to someone that's like maybe interested in working with you a little bit. I don't know. But that sucks because you're always starting at zero. Yeah. And I do think like, I mean, guys, I went out on so many fucking actual like just first dates with people. I have, I was, like, I have, like, gone out with so many people just, like, just, just almost, like, as, I don't even know what. I mean. To try it. To try it. To see. Because you never know. Whatever. Right. And none of them were, like, well, one of them was kind of painful. But, like, that's at least going to be a good story. <laughs> you know? 
You know what I'm talking about, Casey. Someday, guys. I, yes. this, it'll have to be like in a book. It'll have to be in my next book. And like Actually, all, it will be because... All names changed. All names changed. My God. Um, it'll have to be because... Because um, I, I think I started writing the book. So oh, good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. That's but good. it's just this it's just this year. It's just well, this I mean, year. you this is also what I've been thinking about. Like you kept saying that you feel like your life is a movie and like that it's like a movie against your will and the movie keeps changing and I was honestly thinking like I just want a rom-com for you, <laughs> you know? I want I want you to get cast in a rom-com in your life and enjoy. Yeah, a rom-com musical even? We could do that. I mean, Perfect. I can sing. Perfect. I'm, uh, I'm ready for the rom-com too. I'm ready for like some, I'm actually just ready for some like lightness. Yeah. And I feel like this entire year has been sort of a process of me letting go of a lot of things and in so many different ways. And like, I feel as though the universe has been like presenting things that are both giant and tiny and kind of like everything in between and asking me to be able and willing to meet all of those things kind of in the same way, which is like, let it go. Understand that like, it's okay to grieve it, but you can't, you can't let that stop you from continuing to live your life and be open and be the person that you are and you know you are and that you've worked so hard to become, you know? Well, I guess that answers maybe the question what you're doing your best at this week. I think that's right. <laughs> Foria, Foria. We're talking a lot about sleep in our ads this week. You know what I mean? We're talking yeah. a lot about things that happen in the bedroom. <laughs> a lot of things that happen on mattresses. A lot of yes. things to help you get better night's sleep. You know what makes me sleep Guys, the best orgasm of your life will help you get better sleep. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, you're 100% right. There is no more natural sedative than coming. coming. Did we say that at the same time? <laughs> I don't know, did we? I think we did. I think we just that's, said coming at the same time. It's so hot. <laughs> Guys, it's so hot. And that's what you want with your partner. Or alone. And here's where Foria comes in. They have the awaken arousal oil. They have the sex oil. And they will change the way you think about orgasms and how incredible your orgasms and pleasurable they can be. And listen, I've, you know, I've said I'm 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 gonna be solo for a while. And this is great news for me that I have Foria in my life. I was gonna say, like, that's probably why you're able to say that with any confidence and not honestly into tears. Honestly, Casey, you're not wrong. Oh, and I feel like it really did change since they advertised on our podcast and we tried the product and I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I've had girlfriends who are like married or in relationships and they're like, our sex life is great. And I'm like, give, I gift them a bottle and I'm like, but who doesn't want it to be better? 
Well, it's like you can have a nice dining room table, but it looks better with fresh flowers on it, you know? You know what I mean? (laughs) The arousal oil is like just like a little warm up. Yes. That that helps to get you really turned on, increases your pleasure, deepens your orgasms by yourself or with your partner. Awaken uses CBD and warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal and sensitivity and pleasure and access to orgasm and helps with discomfort. And best of all, just turns you on. And the sex oil just helps keep things going, man. Boy. You know what I was going to say, Busy, is that like, I don't know if we've ever talked about how they're lightly scented. They're so lightly scented and Mm -hmm. the scent is so pleasant, but I almost have like a Pavlovian thing with the scent now. Like even just cracking the bottle and smelling it, I'm like- I'm into it. I'm into it for you. It's going down. It's all (laughs) happening. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Okay, listen, if you haven't tried it yet, now's the time. Get it as a stocking stuffer for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then get your stocking stuffed. What? (laughs) Anyway, you have our permission. We fully endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself to more, deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it as often as possible. And why don't you go ahead and start with a bottle of Foria? Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code best at the checkout. That's foriawellness.com. F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash best for 20% off your first order. We recommend trying the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You're going to thank us. Element, element, element. Listen, we got to replenish the electrolytes. Yeah. After a couple of glasses of wine. No time more necessary than now whilst the holidays are happening, traveling is happening. You're probably not drinking enough water as it is. You're probably maybe drinking a little too much wine. Uh, you probably are, you know, just traveling is dehydrating. The winter is dehydrating. I also recently gave a huge box of element to a friend that was going through a thing and she was crying a lot and just talking about how depleted ah. she felt. And she yeah. she said it turned her life around. Well, here's the thing. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in your body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, fluid balance. An element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. For me, it's like a feeling of just being like, uh, like I just feel sort of like, yeah, like what you're saying, just sort of run down kind of. Yeah. And then I have, and then I do an element in water, you know, in, in like a thing of water. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm fine. Turns yeah. out. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's great. It's a perfect science-backed electrolyte ratio with no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. And um, it's perfectly suited for people who have a keto diet or low-carb or paleo diet or whatever. Yeah. Um, guys, you don't have to take our word for it, but you should. <laughs> you should. Our word should be good enough. I honestly and you should take our word have, for it. It's a game changer. It has changed my life, and it's something that I 100 percent 
can't go a day without. I cannot yeah. and, go a day without it. And can I be honest with you right now, in this moment, right this second after I stop doing this ad, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go <laughs> to my pantry and I'm going to put an element in my water and drink it because I just Same. realized like, oh, I actually could use it right now. Same. For sure. A hundred percent. Well, right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. It's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share it with a salty friend. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash best. This deal is only available through our link. You have to go to D-R-I-N-K lmnt.com slash best. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you can just give it to somebody else and Element will give you your money back. No questions asked. So you literally have nothing to lose and you only have your electrolytes to gain. People really liked that Charles Bukowski poem that I posted. It was, um, it was very, it was particularly good. It really I, resonated with people. And if you didn't see it on my Instagram, I'll read it to you right now. Um, just because I think it's so worth it. And it is in my Hoffman folder because it was, a, it was a poem that was like in this, in the Hoffman, like when you, when I did the week at Hoffman, it was like one of the poems and I, yeah. it was one of the ones in, specifically that I loved so much that I like copied it into my own notebook and like, like in my own handwriting and, you know, but it's The Laughing Heart by Charles Bukowski. And I'll just read it to you guys so that you don't have to go look it up if you don't want to, but here it is. Um, Your life is your life. Don't let it be clubbed into dank submission. Be on the watch. There are ways out. There is light somewhere. It may not be much light, but it beats the darkness. Be on the watch. The gods will offer you chances. Know them. Take them. You can't beat death. But you can beat death in life sometimes. And the more often you learn to do it, the more light there will be. Your life is your life. Know it while you have it. You are marvelous. The gods wait to delight in you. That's so beautiful, especially for, you know, old Charles. Charles Bukowski. <laughs> given us given us the given us the hope out of nowhere. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good He's one. like, normally I'm I'm really down in it. But today <laughs> I wanna send you this manuscript for this children's picture book that I wrote like 15 years ago that I could never mm. get a publisher to be interested in pairing me with uh with an illustrator. The mm-hmm. book is called um Betty Pie for Teddy Pie. It's about a pie that comes to life and is adopted by this heartbroken couple who uh never had a child of their own. Wait, that feels like the bow story. Yeah, it, Bao, I mean, yes, of? yeah. Well, yeah, Bao is Bao is about yes, about like difficult relationship with parents. Yes, right. Um, but I love a personified food story, um, the stinky cheese man, the gingerbread man. Love all of them. But anyway, um, I wrote this line in it that 
it's probably from a million other things and mm. probably has been written a million times since. And it's also very Leonard Cohen, I think. It, it's a version of a Leonard Cohen lyric, which is, a heart that is broken is also a heart that is open. And Leonard Cohen said, like, a crack is how the light gets in. Right. And I just think that your, your fucking heart is all the way open right now. You know? It's all the way yeah. open. It is. She's been open. <laughs> this, this girl. This heart. And it means a lot, too. It means that, like, you have to protect the openness of your heart because anything can get in. You anything. know? Anything yeah. can get in and and do what it's going to do. But it also means that, like, anything can get in, you know? And I I do hope that, like, a special anything is coming for you. I believe in it for you, you know? I do, too. I mean, I really do. I really do. I really do. And I feel like, I feel like until then... My job is going to be to just like continue to like, there's a fly in here. There's a giant fly in here. Who is she? We got to find out. Somebody's, somebody's got something to say to me. <laughs> Truly. Oh like gosh. what the fuck, girl? That fly wants to tell you something. I'm going to look it up. Should I look it up? Yeah. What does up. the fly mean? I'm going to look it up. Um, while you're looking it up, I'll say that what I'm doing my best at this week is that I'm having the cookie swap party on Sunday. I know. I wish I was there. I know. I wish you could be there too. Um, but I wasn't going to do it because I was just like, ugh, too much. Ugh. And Matt was really like, have it. And maybe Matt was like, have it because he wanted cookies. But what I want to say is I just was like, yeah, have it. Like, just have it. It's good for you. It's good for other people. I don't think it's going to be like a rager of a cookie swap party. It's no grossy Pelosi cookie swap party. Uh, he has the biggest cookie swap party in the United States, I think. But this one probably be like 10, 12 people. Um, but what I wanted to say was like, I think I'm doing a really good job of not freaking out about it and being like, uh, going around and like freaking out that there's like a chip of paint missing from the wall or that my kitchen is kind of ugly or, you know, just like all of the things that I normally kind of freak out about or that nobody's going to come or just all of that shit, all of that like insecure shit. I'm just like, I'm not freaking out about it and I'm not making my family miserable in the name of cookies, in the name of like preparing our house for cookies. So um, I'm pretty proud of myself because that is, uh, that's growth. That's growth. I think that this, is growth. For this girl. Um, you know what? I'm just going to tell you the first thing that like popped up on Google search right now. About flies menacing yeah, well, you? Well, just like, you know, like how there's it's always like, like the... Wait, you know how there's always, look, like the top, you know, like yes. the, the answer. Yes. And then you can scroll down and you can like find whatever you need to fit what you want in that moment. Like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, if you're just like, if you're a person who's like, oh my God, I've seen three ladybugs this week. What <laughs> is the significance of ladybugs? And you Google it. And that first thing that's like bold that comes up, you're like, 
that's not what it means. You can just like scroll down and you'll find what it is that you want it to mean. Yeah, you know, that's course. my only point. Yes. Because I just want to preface that by saying I did then kind of scroll to look and I was like, I don't like any of these other ones. No. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you're shopping. So like if you're so if you're listening and you're like, flies mean this, keep it to yourself. Like just keep it to your fucking self right now, Cindy. <laughs> Really picking on Cindy. I don't even know who that is. Poor but I, Cindy. I just what made is- that. I just made that name up because I didn't want to say Karen. Right. You know I mean? was going to say Cindy's like medium Karen. Well, I was just thinking like Cindy Lou Who, Cindy Hulu. Who? <laughs> no, Cindy. Cindy. Cindy Lou Who. Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. Who's Christmas adorable, time. by the way. A little the naive. Her parents need to talk to her about stranger danger, but I mean, ain't that the truth? I did like seeing my, that guy that I like who talks really fast. I like that. I like that way of com, of internet comedy of like somebody just like talking really fast and da, 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 You know, it's sort of like free association thinking, but where he was like, I think we need to reframe the Grinch. He never says he's against Christmas. He's just against all the noise, the noise, the noise, the noise. He's a person who like hates noise. I totally get it. And I was like, I kind of do too. Anyway. Okay. I just Googled. Yeah. And the big one that came up, the very top answer, yeah. screenshot it and send it to Casey. You can post okay. it. Okay. The fly symbolizes change. Seeing this fly means you're going through a transformation. The message of change is similar to a, the butterfly and moths. The transformation may be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. It is a time of metamorphosis for you. Wow. All right. So, Okay. Okay, let's take it. <laughs> We're going to take the win. I'm going to choose to use that one and not the one that's like four down. That's like a dark stranger is about to come and give you some unwanted news. Fuck Number that. seven is like, Fuck wash that. your pussy. Yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Speaking of which, I fully have a fucking yeast infection. Which is just no. I know. I don't teach me to fucking have sex with guys. <laughs> that's your no first more. mistake. I'm not holding myself to not having sex with guys. Just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just like, uh, it, I'm, I, I may be removing myself from the dating scene for a bit. Yeah. It's just, ugh. hard enough, you know? Why doesn't People Magazine write a thing about how you're looking for like, to not date, but you want to meet a guy? You know, what People Mag should write about that. Why doesn't People Mag write about how I'm literally the hottest I've ever been in my life? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so, and I've done so much uh, work on myself and I'm like, rad. <laughs> <laughs> and a super fun hang <laughs> when I'm not crying. Uh, oh my gosh. It's a lot though. I get it. People Mag, we kid. We love you. We, I mean, we're happy with whatever you put in your magazine. I don't know if I am. I just feel, and I'm just, I just mean that really purely because it like brings the fucking trolls. It just brings a bunch of haters. And like, we have this community of people, you guys that are really supportive and wonderful. And like, even occasionally when you have like some criticisms or whatever, always small like small beefs feels like it comes from a real place of like understanding love and like, 
being genuine and uh and I don't actually like you know we were so we were talking about like growing the podcast with somebody earlier today like grow like like oh would it be better more beneficial if it got bigger and and a lot of times I feel like no we can't I don't this actually I actively don't want to do that because um because of what it then exposes us to. And I already have been feeling like it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even doing the podcast this past week was really, it was hard for me because I felt like I wanted to share everything with you guys. And then also I always knew what was going to happen. I always fucking knew it. I knew it. And anytime I share anything that's like actually deeply personal, what ends up happening is that it gets put into this fucking machine. And also I want to say this, that my friend's friend who is really good looking, but whatever, it doesn't even matter. But like, he's like a catch, this guy kind of. And he was a little bit like, oh, she's rad. I don't think I could do that. And I'm like, yeah, that sucks. Like that sucks. And, And he meant it because of, my, because of my life, because of like what I share and how much I share and how transparent I am with my personal life and all the things that I'm going through. And like, look, I don't know, maybe there isn't a, maybe there's not a fucking dude that's strong enough. And that just is what it is, except for Mark. So, well, you know. Right. (laughs) Thanks, Mark. Mark. Thanks, Mark, for being strong enough. We love Mark. To deal with it. Um, yeah, well, okay. But you're putting it out in the universe. Strong enough. Ooh, maybe this is a holiday movie that we should write. It's just a real Sheryl Crow moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Are you strong enough to be my man? <laughs> and you know, if even not, Sheryl Crow has had her man troubles. So. No, I know. But that's like, but <laughs> right? I think that's hard. I think that's hard for every strong fucking woman who's successful. I think yeah. it's fucking hard. And not for nothing, I'm a strong woman who's successful who also has two kids and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a like relationship with an ex husband and, yeah. um, like, that's that for some people is is not not a vibe for them. They don't want to deal with that or yeah. whatever. Like whatever. I think it's lame, but fine. But live your truth. Um, and I have and I have a really public facing life, and you know it's yeah. So it really is like it's not for the fucking. It's not for the the dudes who like you know. Are moody. It won't be for everyone, but I just oh, it's I hope, certainly not for everyone. I hope it's and everyone for, is not for me. I hope it's for someone. And like you don't know, you might meet a person that like you don't even want to talk about. It, you might want to just keep it all. I don't think that that's out of the question. Yeah, at all. Like that, I mean, I have been seeing people, but like I like you know haven't been talking about them. I don't think that's out of the question at all. I think that there's. That's actually probable that I like probably won't want to talk about whatever relationship. Remember when Joy Behar married Steve and we were all like, who's Steve? Like who even knew that she had someone that she was serious? I was unaware of Steve. That's what I feel like. Maybe you'll meet your Steve. Yeah. But also at the same time, like I, 
Well, there's whatever. There's, it's like a nuanced, it's a more nuanced conversation, but it's also like a conversation to have with a person who wants to actually be my fucking boyfriend and not just yeah. like. Here's what I really think. I think you need to meet someone who's A, grown, and yeah. B, has their own thing going on and yeah. isn't interested in what you can potentially do for them. Oof. Well, I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. That's also hard. Like, I don't yeah. ever think that of people. And I know that maybe that is a thing, but I never yeah. consider that right. as a motivation for somebody. Right. And it, like, that bums me out if it, if it, if it is. But um, I guess I, I guess there's I, a reality that it could be. I don't know. I just think you have to be cautious of it because anyone in your position would be. And I think, like, I don't know. I just want you to be careful because I never want you to get taken advantage of. I don't want any woman to get taken advantage of, you know? Mm. Like, I want you to take advantage of someone else. (laughs) I don't. I don't. No. No, that's not. I know. I know that's not what you mean. I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about my own. Yeah. I was just thinking about my own stuff, you know? Yeah. And like, it's funny. Like, I was thinking recently like, the truth is, like, I say boyfriend, like, I don't even know if I, that's accurate to what I want or need. Yeah. Like, and maybe that's, like, part of the thing, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I don't know if I have time for a boyfriend, you know what I mean? Right, right. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I look forward to the new year. Me too. Watching you figure it out, the new year. I'm excited for the new year. Me too, me too. too. I mean, I don't know that I am. I don't want to, I don't want to say it. Mm. I don't want to say I'm excited for it. Enough out of you. (laughs) You We're fucking excited about the new year. We're excited about the new year. It's going to be great. Post it's going to be great. The first time I ever said something I feel like that people made into a meme was that I said that New Year's Eve is like the equivalent of not knowing what to do with your arms. (laughs) Like, I still feel that way. Well, I think people, I think that's true about like what to do on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yes, yes. But the new year is going to be great. But I just, I'm ex- that's what I'm saying. I don't give a yeah. fuck about New Year's Eve, like at all. Like, I yeah. do not care about New Year's Eve. Period. Here's what I know full stop. Let's get to January 6th and see if it's been better than other January 6ths. I'm going to bet it. I'm going to bet it that it is. Let's get to January 8th because it's the premiere of Mean Girls. Yay! Musical movie. Yay! It's exciting. Um, all right. Well, listen, guys, we love you. Wait, I'm going to pull some cards. Okay. Oh, Busy's pulling DVD. cards. Bum, bum. Interesting. Okay. What are we being met with? Karmic Path. These are Marcella Kroll's. Cards? Yes. So what we're being met with, karmic path, karmic lesson, learning experience, hard work, perseverance, structure, new valuable lesson is available at this time. This moment requires due diligence. Pay attention to what's being presented to you. Have you been down this road before? Our souls come to this earth to learn valuable lessons as beings and for the planet. What are you being taught right now? This moment may require hard work, but it will have long lasting rewards. You're not being punished but you are gaining tools and experience for living that will be with you for the rest of your life. Drawing this card also tells you that the foundation of what you are building is strong and part of your legacy. 
Wow. That's what we're being met with, guys. That's a good one. What do we need to let go of or release? Mm. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Affluence. Mm. Money, wealth. Girl, I've been letting go of that. Yeah. (laughs) We just have to let go of the idea of it, I think. You know? Like that it's not going to, I don't know, that it, whatever. I'm good with that. I understand. I'm okay with that too. I feel good about because I have long said all I'm trying to do is live. You know, that's all I'm trying to do. What do we call in? We call in the new moon. We call in a new beginning, a fresh start, an auspicious time to start new projects. This is the new moon. That's weird. It is actually the new moon right now. Yeah. Drawing this card invites you to begin again. Meditate on this at the new moon to bring in new energy into your life. We should write a list of intentions, dreams, goals, wishes to support the new direction and invite in inspiration. I'm going to do that right after we stop talking. (laughs) And guys, as Marcella Kroll always says, where is it all headed? It's headed towards knowledge. Remain teachable. There is new wisdom available to you. This card can signify getting more information before proceeding. It can also signify the presence of an important teacher, Casey. Mm. Maybe that's you. Or perhaps you are the teacher. Maybe it's me. (laughs) And you need to share your knowledge and gifts with the world around you. Drawing this card also indicates a message from your Akashic records. Do you know what Akashic records are? Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's like the idea that like it's like the your soul's records of like what your soul's journeys have been and the lessons that your soul has like learned throughout time. Oh, the many times. So like, so like you access your Akash. I mean, some people do like Akashic record, like, um, like it's almost like past life regression or something like that. Yeah, like or like meditation. Yeah, but yeah, you can also just like do a meditation where you're like sort of asking for your Akashic records or your like soul's journey to be sort of given to you. And like, if you hear something like, I don't know, like love yourself, you know, yeah. if you just like, you know, like you guys meditate, surely you understand what I'm talking about. No, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, or sometimes you'll see an image sort of like in an, in a meditation when you're yeah. like, thinking about Akashic records or thinking about your past lives. And in the, in those instances, that's like, that is be, literally being shown to you, like what you've been working on and like continue and, and sort of can be like reaffirming as to like what the path is. You know what I mean? Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Thank you for explaining um, that. Yeah. So seek out more information. Meditate to learn new things or to draw the right teachers into your life, guys. Well, I think it's a great place to end. <laughs> I actually think that's like a fucking, these are like a, it's a great four cards. Yeah, that was perfect. And thank you for coming to to part two of this week's podcast. We wanted to bring you part two. I want to say that next week we're traveling for the holidays, so there won't be a new episode of the podcast. But then we're going to return the week after, which is Christmas week. Christmas is on Monday, and a new podcast will come out the Wednesday after Christmas, which I think is like a good time because that's when everyone's like, okay. Bored at home. What now? Bored at your parents' house. What now? Yeah, you can you can tell your parents that you have a conference call for work and then co- go into a or room and like, listen to the podcast. Just like put in your 
AirPods while you're wrapping gifts. And all you have to do is be like, it comes out right after Christmas. Yeah, it'll be after Christmas. But you put in your (laughs) AirPods. I'm so confused. Put in your AirPods, listen to the podcast, tell your parents it's a work call, and then you just say, "Uh uh-huh, oh my God, that's a totally good point. Yes, yes, yes. So smart, Case. So smart. Three hours later, you listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. Your parents are proud of you for working Mm -hmm. so hard. Even working so diligently during the holidays. And they're like, Do they know what you're worth? That's amazing. (laughs) Good for you. I love this plan, guys. I want it for all of you. I want it for all of us. So we'll we won't talk to you next week, but we'll uh, we'll be on our Substack doing Substacky things, those things, those things, and um, and we'll talk to you the week after. And we love you. And thanks for coming for part you. two. Bye. Bye. Have the best holiday. Oh, no.